Hello and welcome to the Hormones in Harmony podcast. I'm your host, Vivian Allred, naturopathic nutritional therapist and hormone enthusiast. If you want to learn how to rebalance your female hormones, regulate your menstrual cycle and reclaim your vitality, then you are in the right place. Each week I will be delving into different conditions such as PCOS, endometriosis, infertility, hypothyroidism, acne and hair loss. Stay tuned for interviews with expert guests, Q&As and solo episodes that are all intended to help you move from hormonal chaos to hormonal harmony. If you'd like to submit a question for me to answer on the podcast, then you can email them to hormonesinharmony at gmail.com. The information shared on this podcast is intended for educational purposes only and is not designed to replace the advice of your health practitioner. That said, let's get into today's episode. Hi, welcome back to the podcast, episode number 46. And today we're switching it up a little bit and going more to the woo-woo side, which I know some of you absolutely love, like I do. And I know that this won't be something of interest to others, but hopefully you'll stick with it and listen to the podcast because it's very insightful and can maybe open up another side of things that you haven't really explored for yourself. I'm joined by Cassie Aurora, and we're talking all about astrology, energy, past life, chakras. And for those who don't know, Cassie Aurora, I only came across her a few months ago and I've been obsessed ever since. Cassie, after turning her life around, she now guides others to unleash their potential, authenticity and power through astrology, yoga, meditation and energy healing. She believes that everyone can transform their life through these tools and is passionate about healing from the inside out so that everyone can live with more pleasure, joy and freedom. You can get her free chakra healing guide, free blog post and services at cassiearora.com or her podcast Modern Goddess and I'll link both of those in the episode show notes. In this episode we're discussing what astrology actually is and the problem with mainstream star signs and astrology. This is kind of why it gets a bit of a bad rap. How to actually find out your birth charts and what that means and we also touch a bit into numerology because I was asking Cassie why do I always see 1111 or 111 everywhere I go every day on the clock I see that and I wanted to know her response so it's very interesting and throughout this episode she shares a bit about my personal birth chart for examples and that's how we start off the podcast kind of mid-conversation and we're talking about my parents and my birth and how that maybe has shaped my personality a little bit and how she could see that through my birth chart and we had not discussed anything before recording. Cassie doesn't really know anything about me other than what I share on Instagram. So this was very accurate and actually quite eye-opening. So I hope you enjoy it. Your son is, where is it? Yeah, Virgo. Virgo. Um, yeah, your, your moon is actually Aries. Aries, okay. And then yeah. is it rising Libra? Um, your ascendant is Libra. Um, you have one of the really interesting things. You're very scorpionic um, because you have um, four planets. That's the heaviest weight of your chart in Scorpio um, and your north nodes there. So that's quite big um, in that. Um, this is why you're probably quite intrigued in occult things. Mm. In past life, you probably definitely or are very drawn to mystical people now. Right. Um, because it's actually part of your karma that that's something, yeah, that you are very gifted at. Okay. And you can actually use it to create abundance. 
Right. Very mm. interesting. Your mum and dad, were they separate when you were born? No. Had they separated? No. No. Okay. It's just because your moon's in Aries and it's opposing the sun. So usually okay. that represents the mum being single. I was going to check because I was thinking I don't actually think that. Yours could just be that your mum was like quite independent mm. and, you know, they were quite independent in the way they were and like mm-hmm. um i know she, she was she was on her own when she had me um yeah, cause, so that yeah. Makes sense. yeah so my dad was um, taking my brother to school at the time and he missed my birth so that maybe yeah that makes total sense <laughs> independence yes and the father archetype he he has a lot to do with like big networks of people and like generally like I don't know if like he's some kind of, I don't know if he's a Virgo. Son represents father, but like your mum, she I don't know if she's like self-employed in that she has like a daily business or she has a business where she's service based or she's like constantly serving other people. Yeah, my mum and dad have a business together. Yeah, service based because the Virgo archetype is like super strong um i guess it's like an electrical wholesale business but my mom is very my dad's my mom's very people pleaser as well yeah so she's in the place where it's serving people directly but Mm. your dad is in the role of engineer electrical fixing things yeah you can see it and he's got a relationship with uranus and in the third house of business and uranus is electric ah Mm. very cool and he's a gemini my mum's a libra um you can't really see that you can see mm. that oh well you can see he's ruled by mercury which is does rule gemini but you can more see that he's a fixer a fixer mm-hmm. he'll be yeah a fixer person makes sense so mm. let's start off with you before we get into um, my business in a little bit more detail tell us a yeah. bit about who you are what you do how you got into astrology um so i'm cassie if you haven't introduced me um so i am i am an astrologer um, an energy healer um i generally do coaching but it's more it used to be health coaching it's mainly um sort of holistic now but i do teach yoga and meditation I also do sound healing. So it's basically any of the skills that are um, that you don't tell your family about because they sound like witchcraft and woo-woo. That's kind of what I do. And it's all to really help empower people to have the tools to heal themselves because I believe that everyone has their own innate wisdom, power within them. And sometimes it's just a case of, people holding space or facilitating for them or creating an awareness. So I do it through my blogs, my podcast, coaching, astrology. Um, yeah. And, and client facing time as well. So that's kind of what I do in a nutshell. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. So many different areas, obviously all very connected and I love the transition from just general health coaching into the more, spiritual and energetic because i always say like people are so focused on the diet the supplements they want to do the testing they want to figure out what's going on but they really ignore the 
the actual important stuff of maybe limiting beliefs, childhood traumas, all of that. And it's not until they address those big things that they really do get a massive improvement with their health. Was there anything in particular that triggered you to transition to the more mental and emotional side of things and Um, away from health coaching? Yeah, like 100%. So um, for me, um, I had a fairly traumatic childhood, to be honest. And I grew up very um, materialistic and in the sense of what you see is what you get and there's nothing else. And a poverty mindset, um, very just unaware. And then I went through the loss of my mum when I was 60 and I was kind of um, that threw everything into question for me and I really got quite severely ill with anorexia and that turned into its own self-perpetuating kind of um, health obsession so in essence my health i'm really kind of obsessive about learning so i learned absolutely everything there was to know about nutrition you know (laughs) it was like keto Mm -hmm. before keto was a thing i was like on it whatever um just you know on every ism and extreme there could be all to try and look good and yeah i was like totally ripped but then it moved into, you know, being like severely anorexic. And um, um, when I was kind of at the depths of my illness and probably the depths of not being aware, I encountered like this guy overseas um, when I was working out in Tenerife teaching yoga. And he essentially came up to me and said, you need some healing. And I was like no <laughs> go away strange man in stranger danger <laughs> yeah literally like absolutely not but something in me was like yes and it was from that point on it was it was a reiki treatment i had at sunset on this beach with this man i didn't know and it was undeniable that there was more to what i could see and from that point on i remember the next day like there were never storms in tenerife i had this huge purging there was all these storms. It was it was crazy, and essentially, like from that point on, I refound all of these hidden aspects of myself, which are really mystical. And um, because as a kid, I was really mystical, um, but through, I was quite like psychic, and the adults in my environment didn't like it. So I switched off the ability, and I knew that my mum was going to die when she went into hospital but no one would listen and they thought I was being stupid and that was very traumatic because I knew and so we shut it all down really and so it was kind of like a returning of all those um skills and possibly past life skills who knows but actually like the more in my health journey I was I realized a lot of it was vibration and yet like you know food is yes it's food but it's vibrational frequency and the way we talk to ourselves is a vibration and essentially when I broke everything down and just understood the energetic feeling of my whole life it was very easy to see what was making me ill and why I had so many gut problems why my periods were messed up why I was anxious all the time you know and for me 
yes, nutrition has been one thing, but ultimately in my coaching and in my journey, it's hugely been about seeing beyond what we can actually see and then integrating that into the physical because that's a, I don't know, definitely for me and my clients, that's where real change is happening. Um, and I think it just comes down to understanding that everyone comes into health and wholeness and good health, the best health that they can be in when they strip away all the layers that of like incongruence and like inauthenticity. So I think that's why I ended up doing more of the holistic because it resonates more. It's where, it's where I kind of step into my magnificence really. Um, for now, I mean, it could mm -hmm. change. <laughs> yeah, I love that journey. It definitely sounds like there was a lot going on, but I think it has put you on your path. Like there's been a silver lining in maybe all of the, the struggles that you went through and now you can help yeah. others identify that as well. But with the Reiki session, how does Reiki actually work? Because if you've ever like seen it, it's basically someone stood over the top of you with their hands, sometimes not even touching your body. How does that physically work for someone maybe who's never heard of Reiki, like what is it and how is it, um, how do some of these energetic practices actually work? So um, Reiki is a bit mind blowing in that I can send to a client in like LA. I, I still, it still amazes me and I've been doing it like what, nine years and it still amazes me. So, but when we remember at the end of the day, everything is is quantum energy at its core you know i mean we don't know everything but i think that's one thing that science has proved um and reiki essentially is energy healing in that it's just you're channeling a pure godlike or source or um it's actually known as the the life force energy and you are literally a attuned to that frequency of what you, I, I would say is like pure love and healing and and it depends because there are different types of reiki healers some work with angelic frequency and so on but essentially you're helping that body's energy um balance in the way it needs to and that reminds the body that it can heal itself um the thing about reiki is if we remember our body is yes it's cells we can physically touch it but at its very core it's vibrating particles and beyond that it's just energy and energetic phenomena and it's kind of like it's bringing harmony to what can be a bit of quantum chaos and dis-ease and you know because everything is vibration we're bringing the body into a vibrational harmony and a space of healing and that's essentially what reiki does um so people can come to reiki when they have chronic pain when they have um illness people come you know i found it because i was traumatized um sometimes i didn't really know what i wanted from it some people can have it for past life healing um i had a lady this morning and she's seen like 50 past lives crazy like oh, just ridiculous things she was saying and me i'm just delivering the reiki that's it and some people can experience better sleep i have people who 
you know, um, experience like they maybe have an anxious tick where I had a lady who scratched her neck a lot and it was just red raw and nothing could get rid of this neck scratch, like nothing. And then I uncovered and found, and I didn't tell her this, um, but there was like, um, kind of like a underworld entity attached to like her neck. I know that sounds a bit crazy, but all that was because some underworld entity had the same vibrational match as her on some of her, you know, past life trauma or early childhood trauma. So it managed to vibrationally match and then it attached into an auric field. So you're able to like shift this out just with pure Reiki energy and then her rash stops and she stops scratching. So she doesn't know that that's my process and I didn't share with her mm-hmm. that that's what I was doing. But this is like literally how Reiki works. Like anything can happen because nothing is off limits. We're completely like, it's just a limited outcome of what we can have. So Reiki essentially can be for anything and it just reminds the body that it can heal itself. And that's like at its most simplest. But then for someone who's a really established practitioner or is really quite deep in their spiritual studies, you their, their guides can come through. Um, and I say guides, meaning vibrational entities that are supporting them. You can have like all sorts. It's really cool. So it's, it is for everyone. And it is literally someone standing over you with hands on certain places. But if it's a distance treatment, it's still going to work exactly the same. which is a weird thing I know yeah (laughs) definitely crazy but I've experienced it working as well Um, this was an in-person session and I had a really bad headache afterwards I don't know what that indicates but she said she was working on my crone chakra and there was a lot of blockages there and I had a really terrible headache for like three hours immediately after I left the, the room it hit me and I never get headaches ever and I remember my mum telling me that she also had Reiki when she was younger. And um, immediately after, she had the heaviest period of her life. Oh and God. she wasn't even due a period and it just started. So crazy things definitely happen. This isn't to like scare anyone off, but just expect that there may be some shifts in the body. Um, and it's all working positively as well, which is good. And on the same note, well, kind of, how do chakras relate to reiki is this something different or is it kind of the same what it focuses on uh well chakras are um most of the western society who know of chakras know about the seven chakras so you know they say that chakras are it literally translates as wheel it's a turning point of energy in the body and actually masculine and feminine or yin and yang however you like to call them Mm -hmm in the male sexed body they're actually vibrate they're moving a certain way and in the female in a different way um there is no such thing as an overactive chakra and um, i used to think there was but recently i've discovered that there isn't um but they're, they're essentially energetic places in the body which correspond to different organs um different energetic feelings or emotions um for example our sacral chakra is below the navel it's in the space of the womb it's related to pleasure creativity emotions um 
femininity and sexuality so that's a you know example and each chakra can be governed by different crystals um different planets um but there are actually like hundreds of chakras in our body um many of them are outside of our body and one of the most interesting chakras which is the soul star chakra above the head this is actually really important because it's actually about being more in the physical and there's a lot of um spiritual people out there who kind of think that it's that we need to be detaching from the physical and like we don't um at all we are in the 3d this human amazing amazing costume and so um it's quite interesting the work we can even do just with that one chakra that's not even mentioned um, and everyone can work on their soul star chakra by actually coming more into the physical. So some people don't actually need to be doing all the spiritual work to find a direct plug into source. And sometimes I think we think we need to do loads of spiritual work to feel more um, godlike or happy. And actually, sometimes we need to come more in the physical. Um, so you can read about chakras anywhere. I mean, I have like a chakra healing guide, which is quite fun. Um, but you sort of learn what they are for you. But I definitely know that certain chakras have an energetic consequence in the body in terms of creating dis-ease. However, I think sometimes we can start to let go of the mainstream chakra things that we know and actually just see what our intuition brings because there's hundreds and actually are we're containing them all so you know they're good and they're good to read about and they're a good starting point but i think everyone's got their own unique knowledge of the body and once they get more in tune with themselves they'll start to know what well, this you know there's not a chakra in my kneecap or something mm. but i feel it but there probably mm -hmm. is a chakra there you know right interesting. So, yeah i've not heard yeah. that perspective before i think every with everything it gets very mainstream and trendy mm -hmm. and then we just lose the maybe con uh, the traditional wisdom of the body um yeah. so definitely agree with that one what about the past lives that you've mentioned before does everyone have past lives um is it only those who are maybe psychic that they can um identify this um so past lives is a funny one because essentially if we're gonna go like i probably won't word this as well as say someone like maybe paul check or shaman durick they're really cool people to look at um because there isn't really time is like a construct we have to make sense of this reality like in, in my mind this is what i know for me but it's like they all lives are happening now it's different timelines that's what i like to call it different timelines and there are certain so in astrology we kind of believe that everything is just karma karma not being like you, you um you get bad things if you do bad things it's literally like action consequence and so con continuously we are being we are recycling through death and rebirth and it's like the actions in this life, if we ask for something in this life, we might get it two lives down the line, even though technically speaking, time is all happening now. 
which kind of blows my brain a bit. Um, but when you look at like, you know, quantum healing and stuff, it's like we're constantly able to heal different lives. And so we have to kind of think of it in the terms of past and future because otherwise our human brain I think would explode um but you can see past lives through astrology and it, or you can if you don't believe in past lives often the past life echoes early childhood so like for example in your chart if I look at it you have oh yeah, so you can see the past life in the astrology chart for anyone that does look at charts through the south node and the north node. And the south node in your chart is in the eighth house. Um, the eighth house being one of death, sudden change, other people's money, inheritance, mortgages, debts. Um, there's a link with your kind of other houses obviously um so for you, you it, yours is a lot about becoming independent in this life um, it's a lot about creating your own financial stability um because that's where your north node is in the house of self-sustenance but actually for you it's through occult means or through those eighth house means those are things like astrology psychotherapy counseling um occult mysticism and for you you could actually create loads and loads of wealth fame fame not being like you know like kim kardashian mm -hmm. like a legacy <laughs> and a deep respect in the occult field and you would actually have a lot of power when you turn to those occult things because they're actually in your past life journey however maybe in a past life you had it a bit easy and someone else might have financially supported you it might have been that in childhood financially everything was fine um and you didn't have to think about having to perhaps create your own resources and suddenly now as you're getting older as you come more into your north node you're being asked to actually really let go of support from other people and it's more like for you that a guru figure will come in or a teacher that shows you how to create your own self-sustenance. And um, that's kind of how it's working for you. But our past life is important because it's essentially about clearing karma. And the nature of astrology is just the nature of like knowing God and self-realization. And so we can use it to think, okay, how can I improve on kind of like the energetic imprints of my soul and so some stuff comes around in our life that is past life stuff like for example now we're having um, a huge eclipse thing happening anyone in the astrological world knows january 2020 it's a big time and it is but this is actually something that began in the year 1200 and it's a series of eclipses that actually ends in 2400. So it's this cycle of timelines that's being cleansed and purged. But it's kind of like what we do now can energetically impact those other timelines. So I don't know if that helps because I know there's things like past life regression, which are really, really powerful. I know there's people that have healed from one past life regression experience. They've had like healing of like, something like 
she had a jaw there was this story i heard and she couldn't move her jaw she had this surgery and it went wrong and she did a past life regression and then she could move her jaw for the first time in like 10 years so i mean anything could happen (laughs) so in Um, january 2020 um could you just explain again like what what's happening um what can we do what should we be focusing on okay so this started kind of last january but this is it i've done a whole podcast on this because it's huge um essentially i mean in the uk let's say the political climate is going to the gutter mm-hmm. and we, we kind of could sense this i mean we had brexit come in and whatever but um essentially we have the south node which is um it's stripping away any illusion and it's teaching us south node wherever it kind of goes it's getting us closer to god but we can't know god without sometimes knowing struggle and pain and south node sometimes likes to strip us of everything until we can only know that god or universe or source is like the one constant that's a really tiny way of saying it and then Mm -hmm. you have it's classed as like a malefic that as being that it's not nice um it depends i mean what you think about that and then we have pluto which is another malefic or tamasic planet and that is like pluto is the underworld it's complete it's transmutation so it's like changing the collective unconscious at the deepest 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 level um and then saturn and saturn is limitation fear blockage again another tamasic planet saturn is only concerned with absolute truth it's also related to karma um saturn also rules governments authority uh, patriarchy and this is all happening it's um actually the first time this exact conjunction has happened since last time this happened in capricorn where it is now which also represents authority patriarchy big business corporations capitalism um coldness um stoicism it's those themes and the last time that this happened was in like the 1500s 1400s and that was when um it's like when the luther age was when the catholic church was completely undermined and kind of abolished and the the bible was decentralized and so power was taken away from the people that held it and it was more like liberal and for the people um that was like in all through europe and it was i mean you can see it was when henry the eighth was reigning and kind of part of why he changed to protestant and I don't know what he did. I think he swung around, <laughs> but it was all to do with that um, time. And so this is the same energy now. And so for a lot of people, it's manifested in a certain area of life because everyone, it's a different area of life that they have had no choice, but to purge old limiting ancestral beliefs, things that hold them back from their power. That's really big relationships that hold them back from their power um jobs you know for me i've had to let go of all the work that undervalues me i had to let go of a relationship that was a long-term relationship because i was it literally shattered every illusion 
it kind of brought me to like my knees because I had to surrender to the fact that I had to step into the unknown in terms of me, my value system. For you, um, just as an example, it would have been happening in your fourth house. So it would have been a huge time of moving away from like the limitations of the family structure and perhaps how they programmed your belief system. Um, any childhood wounds um, could have been to do with moving away from the family home or there's a big change in the family home, uh, something around the mother archetype. The mother is the fourth house and shattering and getting rid of and purging anything around those things that have held you back. And then it's asking us to move into the North Node, which is Cancer. For you, that's in the 10th house of Korea. So how can you let go of beliefs and limitations from childhood, the mother archetype, um, in order to actually move and create a legacy which is unique and in more in alignment with actually who you authentically are and that can be really scary because it feels unknown and that's really the nature of the north node it feels a bit like unknown um and then for me like it was to move into the complete unknown because it was like the eighth house of um you know a complete mysticism astrology occult so i had to go into this place where it made no sense for me to go logically because you know it's kind of like where i live no one really does this kind of stuff um you know and it was it's it was terrifying but that's when the rewards come and on a global scale this is where all of our structures that we've known that cannot possibly carry on the way they are because it's trashing the planet and we know like as a whole collective earth that alongside this conjunct this heavy energy i've just talked about we have uranus in taurus which is shake-ups on the earth this is why we're getting all the crazy weather tsunamis fires in australia the amazon's burning because it's the time purging and the earth is going to let us know that how we have lived and the structures that are in place cannot continue and this is like a this is a big catharsis and a big purging and 2020 is when the exact conjunction is um in january but it will still be triggered a little bit later and it, it has to happen because we're in a massive humongous blackout and crisis really people are unhappy the earth is falling to bits you know and not to be sad about it but it has to get this bad we have to have these political um entertainment shall we say and these governments and these political figures that are the epitome of absolute patriarchy and just you can't even get your head around how they've come into power they have to come in because they are the last thing that's going to trigger the purging and the kind of ascension into where we want to be as a collective and in shamanic culture it's called they're calling it the blackout and it's either the destruction or the movement into something more beautiful so we can move into more peace and harmony and love and so it's a big energy and the best way people can prepare for it individually is if we view everything our internal vibration 
manifests outwardly. And so if we within ourselves have a state of dis-ease, we know the skeletons in the closet that are keeping us anxious. We know we're not in our power or authenticity in our own private space or with a therapist or in whatever way feels authentic. We can search into those incongruences. And when we go into those places, we can start to heal them and integrate into more wholeness. And then actually doing the self-work will manifest outwardly because we are all then having a ripple effect. So I guess the message from most astrologers is do not continue down the path of inauthenticity just because it feels safe, because it won't keep you safe, because you'll just get an even bigger wake-up, shake-up from the universe eventually if you are not following what you need to follow. And so even though it's scary, now is the time to really step forward and, yeah, like let go of those things that don't serve you mm-hmm. because now is the time. Yeah, And it's an incredible opportunity, but like scary. It's scary. Definitely. So Very inspiring. <laughs> well. Yeah, exciting times, even though it is a little bit stressful, like you said, um, it'll yeah. be worth it in the long run. What about all of these other terms that we sometimes hear about like Saturn return or Mercury retrograde like what do these like the common ones are they again something that's been popularized and maybe taken out of context a little bit can be I mean Mercury retrograde it's all about the context astrology is all about the context um so we have to be careful with all these spiritual things like we can use them to define rather than create opportunity so yes mercury retrograde things do go a bit awry but it just depends where it's happening and we're actually mercury retrograde like four times a year three times a year um and yeah things do go wrong you know i see it i see it at full moon i see all these things so there's weight to them but i've actually done a whole podcast episode uh debunking the myths because it does depend where it is um so there's weight to it but Mm. i would say um it's a bit like law of attraction do you know so if you think oh god my computer's gonna break (laughs) whereas you could actually yeah you could do a prayer to mercury and ask it to be a really harmonious retrograde and then you watch it'll be you might get gifts um and you know you can you know eat like people say don't start a relationship on mercury retrograde or something or don't start things it's not necessarily true like there's other things in fact like something big in astrology which no one really talks about um often is mahadashas and they're bigger they're bigger than any transit because they're actually life cycles that are happening and that's where people might say i've had 20 years of hell because it doesn't matter what has happened transit wise they've been in a mahadasha um and then saturn return that is a big one saturn return is you can't really ignore its presence the only reason your saturn return will be bad is if you're not someone who wants to be self-aware you know and they don't want to do the self-reflection i'm actually recording a podcast tonight with my astrologer friend on saturn return um but it's essentially where Saturn comes along and it says what is the truth of your existence in this life your mortality is brought into question your legacy 
is brought into question and this is why you often have people sort of have a sudden change of career in their sound return they suddenly move away it's quite a big one um it really asks you to bring your authenticity as a human in, into question but often people who have lots of planets before saturn return um generally by the time they get to it can actually bring rewards so it's not always bad saturn isn't bad it just it wants to give but it can't give on bad foundations and saturn return asks you to turn into your unconscious and look at it in order for then you know to actually expand and realize further self-growth and so saturn return if people are going through it honestly it's a really good idea to um consult with an astrologer because like you can get so much um insight from them um and the Saturn return is actually an opportunity, but I think people just go, oh, it's my Saturn return. Oh, Mercury's retrograde. And it's like, guys, um, you're missing the point. <laughs> so, yeah. Am I right <laughs> in saying this typically happens around the age of 27, 28? Or is it different yes, for everyone? About, yeah, 28 to about 30. And um, it's having, it's like, can be a two and a half year transit um but there are other conjunctions that are just as profound like when people get saturn conjunct venus that's like hard but if people are in like a ketu mahadasha um south node mahadasha period if you consult with an astrologer to know about your 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 dasha periods that to me is probably even more informative like um, it does happen around the age of 28 to 30, but say, for example, you're going through your Saturn return, but you're in a Ketu Mahadasha, it's going to be a little bit more rocky. Whereas, you know, me, I'll be in my Venus Mahadasha. And for me, where I'm, I've just been through a horrible, horrible, horrible Mahadasha. And so it, it will actually be a time of reward. Um, and so it, it is important but like dashas are really important too they're an old vedic uh, jyotish like astrological um very very ancient but they have they're just incredible and i've predicted pregnancies from this you know people that have got a miscarriage energy in their chart kept having miscarriages and i knew that when they hit their moon mahadasha that they would carry the baby full term and that's exactly what happened so these they're big the mm. mahadasha is big and so i will tell you you're about to go through your k2 mahadasha no. <laughs> um, is that a bad was, one well you started it last christmas um and it would have been more around like um it would have been a lot about materials and letting go of material gains and starting to trust in god as a source of abundance that would have been a a bit of it but you're it's set they say it's seven years of hell it's not it's mm. not seven years of hell it's seven years of having to understand that there is more that we if we put our trust in god there is nothing we cannot achieve mm -hmm. it's kind of you know but if people are so attached to the material then it's going to be really hard for them yeah you know but for you it will be about letting go of dependency and which 
you know, sometimes we don't think we are until Ketu comes along and shows us and it, just a little thing we didn't see. And it can be really gentle like that, but it will actually help propel you further into complete, like being really abundant. And you have, um, you can be potentially hugely abundant um, because you've got Jupiter literally inflating your North nodes. And that's, that's a big energy. Um, Jupiter was originally going to be the sun it's a really big planet it's like a massive planet and so it might feel a little bit of a challenging lesson um, for seven years but it will cycle through and bring great gifts by the end of it you'll be if you do the if you follow the signs that come up and you'll be in a place of being a, a literally plugged into source kind of knowing there's an infinite infinite supply manifester like whatever you want you can pretty much manifest directly especially because you'll move straight into your venus mahadasha which is 20 years of just it can be really good oh, and for you it will, be good. it will be good for you i think um and so you know then you might work with an astrologer and you might say okay what um mantras should i use what can i do to help this what can i do to alleviate it and a good astrologer will tell you you know things you can do and there's simple things you know like play this mantra on this day of the week light a candle to venus and be specific about this thing so you know there's lots you can actually do um but yeah saturn return mercury retrograde they talked about a lot mm. but like anything like in the fitness world yeah so you know so then everyone goes keto and they get really poorly mm -hmm. because they followed something without actually knowing in their body is this good for my self and is this right on my vibration because mercury retrograde may not affect a lot of people yeah. like and then others it may affect because of how their mercury is placed um in their chart how much mercury rules of their chart you know so i definitely know for me trash is my speech and I, I can't, oh, I can't speak. It's really funny. You get tongue-tied during Mercury retrograde. <laughs> I just, it's like something happens with the brain and the mouth, but they're not connected. Yeah, and you're right though. Like people who have no idea about Mercury retrograde, this could be like the best period of time for them. They could get a promotion. They could be having the best time of their life. But then there's the people who are scared of it. They're constantly worried that something's going to happen. It probably will happen because the mind is very powerful. Yeah, and like, it's so true what you say, because this Mercury retrograde for me was extremely profound, but it was in Scorpio for a lot of people. Um, but actually, relationships can come back for healing. It was about healing. This one was a lot about healing. But like, people can then, like, iron out their systems in their business, for example, or they're revisiting an old project they couldn't finish. Um, for me, um, I actually met like someone I'm seeing and it's quite fated and weird. Like we are definitely connected on a soul level in a positive way. And I met them on Mercury retrograde. And then, you know, if I looked at conventional astrology, I'll be like, oh no. <laughs> but it just means that the relationship will be seeking depth because it's the energy of it. Plus, you know, it's not like you're getting married on a retrograde. It's, you know. Yeah. 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 Well, that's, that's a good thing. And uh, what about the differences between traditional and mainstream star, star signs and actual astrology? 
like the ones that are in magazines and newspapers and even on Instagram sometimes they put like Virgo this is who you are this is what's going to happen this week for you what are your thoughts um okay I love astrology and I love that it's in the mainstream because it gets people into it however it can be misleading so the star signs they are archetypes and so yes there is some weight to them but predicting based just on someone's sun sign and putting in newspaper or magazine um making any predictions when you're not looking at someone's birth chart unique chart like i you can look at twins charts and they are not the same because there's you know there's a two and a half minute window in which it changes like their d12 chart which is a completely different chart based on their soul and you know their karma their it's just Mm. yeah it's you can't predict from that and so that's where i'm like "Mm, it's a bit of fun Mm -hmm. but also then it devalues the power of astrology and this is why people say astrology doesn't work well it's not going to work because you're reading something that's not based on any of your birth energy and then it's quite funny because these these archetypes are true and it is fun to make a joke like there are certain archetypes you know that will follow certain patterns and it's a giggle and like i love to share the memes because i just find them hilarious but it there is some weight to the archetypes however you know if you've just got your son there but the sun is debilitated or the sun is um you know conjunct something else or there's a stellium in your chart or the sun is damaged in some way and then you read the newspaper and it says this is expect money this week and you don't get any you're like well that's a load of trash you know so it's like that is frustrating as an astrologer because there's legitimate astrologers out there and we're doing quite profound work you know on people's my astrology is very much based on the psychology and what we can do to overcome our limitations by looking at astrology and so then it devalues what we do um so people can read this stuff it's fine but my advice is to get a birth chart literally on a calculator birth chart calculator and then start to learn what you can maybe on youtube it takes years but knowing something is better than nothing Mm -hmm. and all get like get a reading with an astrologer you know um but the archetypes they're they're good but like yeah don't read the paper and expect to do it (laughs) yeah because like some of the virgo things for me i really connect with them like the traits and the being um controlling and being a little bit obsessive and type a in certain situations it very much makes sense and i know a lot of people do really resonate with the um the archetype but what about the moon and rising kind of i don't know what they're called kind of moon and rising types as well like why is that important and how are they determined um so what i will say there's another archetype to virgo Uh, many archetypes one of them being the earth angel the earth priestess the healer the service earth magic actually are really really powerful at shifting and lifting curses black magic so virgo archetype again is that 
you know people say that they're warriors but it's actually not the total truth of the virgo archetype and the sun there it's okay there but your sun is actually in the 12th house and the 11th house depending which chart you look at so it means you're actually like potentially going to ascend and excel on your soul level and could be creatively very expressive as like a spiritual teacher who will be able to teach people to um a spiritual teacher in that your legacy you're helping to pe people to heal themselves through you know practical earthly ways in a way that's sort of you know sort of a self-dedication which is like a spiritual practice and that makes more sense whereas if you just look at you know your sun sign in virgo you might be like great i'm a hoot you've actually <laughs> moon in aries and the, the sun is the archetype also in the chart of the father and we discussed earlier like you can see that your father is in virgo um so i asked if he was like engineering or something like this because uh, it was aspected as well by Uranus, which is electric, and the mother was Aries, because uh, the moon is Aries, and she was alone at the time of birth. Aries is independence, so there's all these correlations. The moon is how the mind works, also, in that it's the natural state of the mind. So for us, Aries moon, it's like our mind. It's fun because it's through the mind of a child, but it can be very direct and one-track minded. Mars and Aries are the archetype of A to B. He has, Mars is the Brahmacharya. He just wants to get to God. He doesn't care how. And the, the, his energy is forward moving direct to masculine. It's not interested in the frivolities and the bits and the bobs. It just wants to get from A to B. <laughs> um, and that's how your mind might work to the point of sometimes it's like you as you master it's very different but it can definitely be tunnel visioned in relationships and that that can be something you really have to learn about yourself through relationships through being really one track minded in relationships for Aries moon and for your placement in particular and through other people you actually get a realization of yourself and where you need to actually be gentler and more compromising with others um your ascendant is it changes very quickly everyone's does on the time you're born and it's really important because it's like when the sun was rising on the east this is um not the sun that when you were born the sign that was rising on the east um and it determines where all your houses are it's really really important um and that's why you need to find out your birth time to have a good astrology reading is that the um, rising sign that's libra for me yours is yeah. libra yeah. yeah so don't look at the people say that means you're appearing outwardly like a libra mm. not actually yeah. the roof okay yeah because i thought that because i read into some of that and i was like no i don't really connect with what no, it's saying you yeah no you'll actually appear more aries okay you'll connect with aries a lot more a because your moon's aries but we look at the descendant which is opposite to the ascendant so the opposite of the rising for you is aries and this is how other people are seeing you and it's how you show up in the outside world so you are very um straightforward to the point um not hard necessarily but you might have quite a lot of energy about you 
and you've got a lot of planets in your first house the first house being archetypally aries so you have stronger aries and scorpio than you do anything else okay um so you're actually probably a lot more intense than a libra um and through showing up as your descendant so showing up quite independent in the world and quite um assertive you actually will learn usually through how you're appearing about your instinctual self your instinctual self will be quite libra and it's definitely an energy this dynamic is where through being outward and forward moving you realize how you can give to others but you're actually learning how you need to receive from others and actually start to be more gentle and observational and that's really important when those two are happening um so if you read just about your rising it, it can be helpful mm -hmm. but, but it to yeah it it is helpful but to get a good picture of the ascendant you need to look at where your ascendant is where mars is placed which for you is in cancer so nurturing others that's a really important thing for you to do but also we look where aries is and yours is in the house of relationships and the house of serving other people so you blend those energies and you get someone who's very passionate about creating a legacy serving other people but it, it's a very direct way and it's maybe with the physical body because aries is the physical body so then you can see why mm -hmm. it is you do what you do yeah That's so crazy. Yeah, yeah makes so much sense yeah <laughs> what about the apps like um call star and always one and the pattern have you heard of those do you think that they're legit yeah. i've heard of them I've seen that CoStar apparently a few astrologers use, so couldn't comment, but I think it's quite good because it tells you what hour you're in, like you're in the hour of Mercury, mm. you're in the hour of Jupiter, and that is good because if you're working, say, with astrological magic, which is something I give to a lot of my clients, which is very simple, but you can make sure that in the hour of mercury say you you've got a big contract coming through that's massive and it's scary or something you want to work with mercury and maybe jupiter or something and you would maybe on those hours make sure you say a short prayer to mercury or a manifestation or if you're doing a spell for love you would do it on the hour of venus on a friday so it's co-star i think is good for that because mm. it tells you the hours mm -hmm. um Honestly, I actually use um, my intuition and mm -hmm. I connect with different planets, as in I say to Saturn one week, can you show me how you function? And then I learn about Saturn. But also there's a really cool birth chart calculator called Astrolada. Uh, it's on astrolada.com. And that's really cool. Um, and it gives you a personalized seven day transit calculator. And they're good, but the Mahadashas are bigger. Mm -hmm. Again. Okay. Or I just think they are bigger. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's still nice. I still pay for it and look at it because, mm. like, you know, I'm an astrology geek. So yeah. don't know about the apps. Couldn't say. Yeah. <laughs> I personally enjoy them because it does take into more um, consideration the sun moon and rising sign not just the the yeah. star sign that's in the magazine so it is a lot more personal 
and some other things like really connect on certain days some of the time and it's just not um doesn't make sense and that's to be expected <laughs> sometimes everything's not going to be totally accurate for every every person um but yeah, yeah I, I like them and i'll link them in the the show notes if people want to have a look at those and all of the podcasts that you've mentioned as well i'll definitely link into those as well um is there anything else on my chart that you want to share that you think i should be aware of maybe for 2020 or for future or anything that you can tell about my personality anything like that so we can see lots in the chart so like you one thing i will say is you particularly i I don't know why this has come up now because there's so much you can talk about but you have to be quite um careful of inflammation in your digestive tract don't know if you know that yeah (laughs) definitely yeah so you must be very mindful of that um try and avoid too many pitta foods Mm. hot foods Mm -hmm. um pungent i mean i don't know too much but i know that's one thing you must be careful of yeah um the intestines comes up quite a lot in your chart Mm -hmm. um other things that you well we can see in your chart that you'll be very very gifted with your own small business as in um, the, the small business structure online you can see that in your chart however there will be there's some desire to travel and experience other culture in order to expand your business so if you haven't done that it would be a really powerful thing for you to do any particular countries can you tell anything like that or i can not right now okay but look, um yeah, i would have to look at a relocation yeah. okay um but if you say like okay here's an example you might go down your nutrition route um or you're you know working with the hormones and natural medicine as you do mm-hmm. and you might think i've really got an interest now in ayurveda mm-hmm. that's just calling to me you might then travel overseas to learn about ayurveda yeah. okay yeah, yeah. In, in, yeah in india okay um one thing that is really interesting in your chart is the capacity you have to earn abundance through occult means it's actually in your chart twice um so i don't know how much you know about astrology um but there's a big thing about creating psychological breakthroughs for people um in order to actually create a lot of wealth and abundance um so this is me like just picking out things as i'm going through yeah um but if you sort of have any inkling to going into something a bit woo woo you absolutely should because there's a huge gift for it here um which will only deepen what you do Mm. um one thing i will say is your saturn return is happening in the fifth house of inner child creativity uh in neptune and in Pisces sorry and it does when I see this I often notice there is something about when you're a child being a lot more mature than you needed to be or there's something about not really feeling like you were a child when you were um and there was a maybe a lack of being able to be creative or use your imagination as a child or there's some sort of inherent blockage in creativity through fear of maybe what your peers have thought or there's some wounding 
in maybe how friends had treated you growing up in school and that made you not very creative in that way um anyway yeah I was a very sensible child I've never had much of an imagination I don't know if that's because I've been blocked at some point but I literally can't I can't imagine or visualize anything yeah well that will change when you are about that's your sound return it's to actually embrace and open your mind to everything you cannot see the things that are completely nonsensical and make no sense um it will connect you deeply to um a sense of something bigger than yourself the fifth house is also um it's also ancient studies and so studying ancient texts so just bear that in mind it can be that with the fifth house saturn there's a delay in having children or that through having children you are going to actually experience your childhood again and get to relive and heal in that way um especially as a child you may not have been even able like there may have been some sort of lack of being able to communicate yourself in like um because there's a like a heavy karma around the third house which is communication um and pluto's in the second house which is like speech and through having your own children that will be an amazing time for you to actually start to heal your own inner child because you can actually get down on the floor and be stupid with them and actually let go of that limitation Mm -hmm. because often with Saturn in the fifth because it is our children but it's also in a child and not being able to have been a creative and playful child and so for you there's something about you know maybe you can literally like do some creative thing to prepare for your Saturn return um it will actually benefit your networks of people and you'll get a lot of friends through that that actually match your kind of um who you want to be Mm. and what you want to leave in the world to actually help you you could discover some hidden talent to do with art and music and creativity like i'm not even joking um that could unleash a blockage that stopped you reaching your goals and dreams and serving community like i don't know sound healing or painting or color therapy um dancing because you've got a lot of aries in there you could literally like find a new hobby or something so if you've had an inkling of a feeling you Mm. want to try something new and creative that feels completely random definitely do it because you'll be remedying your saturn would you do that now or like in three years time when i'm 28 just really up those things that year i think you would benefit now if you mm-hmm. have time um but if you don't feel like it then obviously don't do it mm-hmm. um but you could perhaps use an astrological remedy like bring someone else's chart you know there's a, a method i use it's an occult method you have to be careful how you use it but say you could put jupiter there by your saturn Um, to just sort of inflate it a bit and find out what those blockages are that stop you from being creative because there's a lot of um, gifts that can come from it 
um it might just be that sat in there's like i don't see the point in being creative <laughs> like it's a waste of time <laughs> <laughs> yeah i can't think of anything off the top of my head um that may be blocking that i'll have a think i mean with saturn it's just like you've not seen the point you don't see mm. the point in it um okay. it's a bit like with me so saturn just puts limitation wherever it goes and it's like a heaviness there i would say like just try something creative just in the next you know the sooner the better because mm-hmm essentially like then saturn return will bring rewards so you might find wow like it could be that you studying ancient texts becomes massive in your business so ancient ayurvedic texts Mm -hmm. or ancestral um i don't know healing modalities because there's a pisces theme there but it's around ancient texts so you know um healing and Mm. um earth medicine you know definitely to do with spiritual medicine so i mean anything that's a bit out there you might want (laughs) to give it a go i don't know what they're in no (laughs) not much where i am but um yeah i'm a bit of a research geek so that makes sense and i have been thinking about um dancing more recently so yeah yeah i'm definitely not a singer or a musician or an artist so i think dance may be a good um a good thing for me to try i'm definitely yeah. gonna do it yeah yeah because aries is physical and you have physical right. energy for dance yeah. also you say you're not a good singer but north node second house next to jupiter and pluto you have the power to change and influence people with your voice and speech Mm. yeah hugely okay when you definitely i mean you know you can see you have a podcast for example yeah this is a way it manifests but will actually be part of your legacy um yeah there's so much here in your chart um obviously in everyone's chart there is um but definitely explore those things um and anything occult and mystic i cannot mm. emphasize that, you know? earth medicine herbal mm. medicine um yeah give it a go yeah that's <laughs> so interesting i really love learning more about myself I, like i said i kind of have been thinking about some of those things like i'm really interested in herbal medicine and old naturopathic remedies um public speaking used to be like my worst fear my worst nightmare and now i actually enjoy it so i've done workshops and seminars and things and i really do enjoy it and i love doing the podcast as well so makes sense and i know that lots of people are gonna want to do some of this for themselves they're like stop talking about you we want to i want to know about me but this is what you do with clients isn't it you go through the um, astrological charts um and what else can you do maybe virtually to help maybe some of the listeners um okay how do you mean like what service what services do you offer like if someone wasn't to live in birmingham where you are um how can you help so like you've mentioned reiki distance reiki what else could you offer (laughs) sorry (laughs) it's a bit of a complex i didn't get to the point though (laughs) (laughs) i never get to the point um um, so i do a lot of my astrological readings just down to demand are pre-recorded um so what happens is you book a reading um and 
there is a premium and we can meet over Skype for readings. Um, but like then I send it to you by a certain date and then you just listen to it via a link. You can ask me questions, obviously. Um, but people have said, you know, so super accurate, so helpful. The feedback I'm getting is incredible. So that's really great. Um, but I can also, like I do do oracle card readings, like tarot readings. Um, they're a bit rarer, but I do do a lot of them. Um, and energy healing Reiki is where we would connect and agree a time and then I do the treatment then I send you a 30 minute voice recording of things I've found based on that and remedies and things like that um I am actually in the new year going to set up an astrological kind of school it's going to be like subscription so instead of people having to pay a big chunk of money up front it will be like they pay like each month and then I have like the classes and we'll load it up. So they might need to jump out one month mm -hmm. because of cost. Yeah. And then they might want to jump back in. And so it'll be like by the end mm -hmm. of like, they'll be able to understand like how to, it's to get people to read a chart. Right. It's a really good idea. Great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So those are kind of my, my virtual things, but I do have the blog and the podcast mm. with Jeffrey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, my YouTube, which is just a mm. regurgitation, to be honest. Yeah, I, I love your um your videos on the monthly oh, readings. No, they're the best. They're so I highly recommend. <laughs> so I know it's so hard for you to sum it all up in one little video, but it really it really is insightful. They're great. Like, I mean, some of them are funny. I'm gonna do the December ones, and like I say, it's Christmas, so you know um if people do want to have readings and things if they get in now they'll be yeah. in before Christmas. Perfect. Um, but yeah people can access me those ways or so just you know get in touch you know yeah where, <laughs> where can people find you online so um you can find me at cassiaaurora.com or my instagram at cassiaaurorecoaching mm -hmm. um yeah i'll link those in the show notes as well and your name's beautiful by the way is that your real Aurora is your real name. <laughs> so my first name is real. Yeah. My second name is not. I oh, I thought so. I was like, you can't have a beautiful name like that and be real. <laughs> I had an incident with um, like a, a kind of a stalker. Ah. Um, yes, horrendous. Um, it's because I've got Pluto opposition Mars, so it's like I attract the crazy. Okay. <laughs> um, I know, but. Um, I decided, right, I'm going to change it and I'm going to pick something so extravagant yeah. and awesome. And I yeah. used to be last in the school register because my name's a W. Mm. And I was like, I'm going to go with something beginning with an A. I'm reinventing myself. And it, I love it. And it's not, I love you know, it. not my name. But yeah. I, just, I just thought, why not? Do you know what I mean? Be pretentious Definitely. if you like. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Um, and before we finish up, just a few um, quick questions. Um, I know I asked you at the start, I don't think I'd hit record yet, about the reason that I see 11-11 literally every single day on the clock. And I go through phases of doing this. And this particular time, it's been going on for probably close to a year. Every day on the when I check my phone, it's 11-11. And then there'll be different points throughout the day where I'll see 111 on the TV or in a magazine or something, what does that indicate? So 
I, there's a lot you can read. I honestly have come down to, it's a confirmation from, it's a light code or a confirmation from the universe. You're on the path, keep right. going. Um, sometimes it's just a reminder. I think to me that like we're in alignment. Um, some people say it's angels communicating. Yeah, definitely. It's also law of attraction. So you're on the vibration of manifestation, but you can see other numbers. You know, I get 22, 22. Um, you can literally go Google it. Um, mm. I know that sounds ridiculous, but intuitively when I see it, it's a message from the universe, like keep going. Yeah. Um, that's what I see it as because I see it all the time as well. <laughs> it actually annoys me, but then I love it. And when I don't see it, I'm like, where's it gone? And then it'll come straight back. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, and I think, honestly, if people are seeing it, it's a message from the universe that you're starting to move in the right direction. If you're in a time of crisis and you're seeing it, then it's saying, you know, it's a, it's an affirmation. The same as if you see feathers on the floor, you know, they're, say they're mm. from spirit. And I do think if you ask for signs from spirit, so many come. I had some, like the other week, I was driving and suddenly in my head, a voice shouted parakeets. And I was like, what even are parakeets? I was like, I think they're birds. I don't know. And it was just such a random thought. And I was like, whatever. I forgot about it. Then I went walking, bearing in mind it was like minus three or something this day. And I'm walking in the park about four o'clock or something afterwards. And I look up and there's trees and trees full of these bright green birds. And Are you I'm Birmingham? Like, yes. What? Tropical, <laughs> tropical birds. So I was like, what? And I asked Source show me another sign at which I looked down and I saw this massive white feather and I was like, okay. So then I was like, these must be parakeets. So then I Googled what a parakeet looks like. There are, these were parakeets. I'm thinking, what the hell? These tropical birds that are normally in Hyde Park, apparently don't know, but I've never seen them. I walk every day in the same park. They were singing to one another. It was just gorgeous. And it was like I was in the rainforest. It was crazy. And then I Googled what they meant. And they're about love and monogamy and mating for life. And it was like a few, it was like the day after I'd met this new guy. And we'd right. been in this day. And I was just like. Oh my oh, God. Oh, that's crazy. What the hell? 2022. I see it all the time. Crazy stuff. So if we ask for signs, they might not even come in the ways of numbers. They can come in the ways of really subtle things. I mean, parakeets are not that subtle. No. <laughs> there are other subtle things like songs. Songs are big on the radio. Songs come on, yeah, 100%. So, in what way? Like a song that reminds you of something or a song that yeah. means something, yeah? Yeah, or something you just need to hear. Okay. You know, um, I think so anyway, but mm. that's why I ask for it. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's a bit creepy going on because it is law of attraction. But like, I don't know if you noticed this, but I can think about a person from the past, and I've had no contact with them. I go onto my Facebook, and they're the first yeah. thing I see in the yeah. newsfeed. I'm like, mm -hmm. I just thought about you. Mm -hmm. What? Or you get heck? like an email from someone, or the phone rings, and you just know who it's going to be. Yeah, so many yeah. little things. Do you think everyone has this ability or are the people who are more, 
intuitive or in touch with that? I think everyone has the ability. I do. I do. And, you know, there's a thing about spiritual healers that I don't like that seem to think I've got this gift. Yes, it's a gift. We all have the gift. We are all source. For some people, yes, they're born with it. It's a nuance. You know, someone might be a clairsentient in that they feel. Someone might be a clairvoyant in that they see. But everyone has their own unique gift because that's the nature of who we are. But yeah, like I think everyone, everyone, everyone has the capacity to, you know, work in this way. Mm-hmm. Are there any ways that we can strengthen our intuition? Yeah, definitely. I mean, the biggest one, go on a self-awareness path and integrate and come into complete authenticity. Mm. You know, it sounds a bit boring. You know, you might want to hear me say like mantra meditation. Yes. But when you come into authenticity and you come into self-love and self-nurture, you realise there is no greater act of self-love and love for your community and and family and friends than that of the path to self-discovery because with that comes joy and abundance and self-respect then comes the health then comes the right food all the writing raw materials for us to come into our full potential and in that in your full potential you're in your unique god-given gift and it isn't something masculine linear that probably makes sense in society because society is basically set up on escaping from who we are but when you step into that like 100 then you're doing your sole purpose and so then you'll be plugged into your unique soul stream or source but yes meditation reiki they're all avenues Mm. it's basically i just think get rid of all the layers of you that aren't you all the incongruences admit with humility you know i don't know i'm on the path i have reverence for the fact that i'll never know everything but i'm committed to knowing the truth the best truth i can in this life and then i think the gifts come the abundance comes because you're in an intimate connection with yourself and ultimately you are the universe experiencing itself through a physical you know yeah. um, reality and so once you're in that intimate connection with yourself life changes it's incredible mm-hmm. and are there any other books or resources or websites on astrology or energy medicine or anything like that comes to mind that you think people would be interested in maybe if the beginners are new to this subject definitely one book that changed my life um was witch by lisa lister another one um it's on audible another one is called um spirit hacking by shaman durick it's incredible mm-hmm. um there is one i mean paul check anything he talks about i really love yeah um but honestly i sometimes think the less we read the better okay the thing that ever happened to me was um the reach approach and it's born actually in the midlands but it's a psychotherapy service but it's holistic integrative therapy and they they genuinely saved my life genuinely i mean that and put me on a deep path to healing and have given me all the tools I could not have realized my potential without them. I don't think 
honestly um i have a really intimate connection with my therapist um and they have um a website the reach approach with loads of resources some lovely lovely meditations that they really did save my life though i will honestly say that right so i've not heard of that before i'm gonna have a look on the website definitely um I'll include the links of all of those resources in the episode show notes and obviously where people can find you because I'm sure that they they want to get their charts read as well and find out all of this amazing mm-hmm. information that you shared with me today as well. So thank you so much, Cassie, for your time. I know that some people, this won't be their thing. They would have seen the episode title and clicked away. Unfortunately, um, maybe someone who was a little bit sceptical has stuck with us and listened to the whole thing maybe <laughs> convince them a little bit more and uh, maybe they're into the sciency type of like microbiome and progesterone and all of this but i think this is equally if not more important than that and i'm i'm very nutritional therapy and like physical health based but maybe i'll tap more into the the spiritual and the the more witchy things like you've 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 told me to <laughs> so i'll definitely have to update you on how the dance class goes and all of this creativity that I'm going to be um, doing more of. So yeah, thanks Cassie so much for joining us today. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Hormones in Harmony podcast. If you like this episode, please leave me a rating and review as this helps to spread the word to other women dealing with hormone imbalances. As a massive thank you gift, I'll send you a free guide, Six Steps to Hormonal Harmony. All you need to do is screenshot your rating and review then email it to me at hormonesinharmony at gmail.com and I'll send you the link to download this free guide. If you haven't already, check out my website vivanaturalhealth.co.uk and Instagram page at vivanaturalhealth for tons more free content and inspiration. You can also schedule a free 30-minute hormone troubleshooting call to find out the next steps to take in order to overcome your symptoms naturally. See you back here next week for another episode.